Welcome to Cancelled. Hello. Howdy. We are deep in it. This is coming to the end. This is the second to last episode before we wrap up American Gothic. This is 18 and 19? 18 and 19. Um, so we found out Okay, so something. hold on one second. Here's the thing. We either bring it up right now, whereas these two episodes are kind of right where they should be compared to the last episode. Yes, because the last episode we watched, episode quote-unquote 17, was supposed to be actually episode 21. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the situation. Hulu has been airing, has all of these episodes out of order. Yeah. Um, So it says, for example, that the episode entitled Requiem is episode 18, but in fact, when we went to IMDb and looked at the order in which they aired, Requiem is actually the series finale. It is is episode 22. Makes so much sense. For sure. Uh, and it's it makes great. sense, I feel like the episodes preceding it that we talked about last time mm-hmm. are clearly the ramp-up to the season finale. Like, totally. All of it makes sense. Yeah. Episode 17 leads directly into episode 18 because it was supposed to be 21 and 22. Right. So they go together real well. That being said, I think at this point we just gotta stick we'll it out. We'll just finish it. We gotta finish it the but way we But it really, a lot, of the, a lot of the complaints There's that we had about things that were crazy. Shit get ex- gets explained. But then here's the, the only real issue is that like... The the, ne- the issues the episodes we're about to talk to talk about are fucking dope. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're, they're really awesome. good. And then the last three that we're going to talk about next are like real lackluster. And, like and they were supposed to have aired in like the and middle of the season. Messages, uh, random yeah, points throughout which the season. I mean, do you want to do? Uh, no, no. no. We gotta, All right, let's just gotta, do it. Let's, let's just stick it. to it. Let's just stick with it. Let's jump in. All right. Episode eighteen. My favorite episode, probably of the entire series, supposed to have been the series finale. Sure. It just takes everything that has been American Gothic and ramps it up and. Like takes it to the campiest level possible, and I love it. Ooh, I love every I love every second of it. I also I love the second Buck is dead. Mm-hmm. People can't wait to shit on Buck. People yeah. have been waiting for so like now there are people who are loyal Buck loyalists still, but like even the fucking uh, the groundskeeper is so, so awesome. He's just talking like, oh, thank shit God, he's fucking at dead. the funeral. At the funeral, he's like, thank God, he's dead. Essentially, to the and people at the funeral, not to like, like a coworker. That's my dad. And he's like, well, sorry about him being dead, and that he was your dad because that sucks. That's on both mad levels. shit to be talking at a funeral. Like, For I don't sure. care how much you hated that guy. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, it's insane. You're, he feels you're, very. Comfortable you'll be fired at the ta- bare minimum. Like, yeah. if someone complains, you're shitting he's on the corpse. Very comfortable talking shit to Caleb, who's a child, and also Ben, who's like now the sheriff. I think. Yeah, theoretically. So, like, Ben's kind of in some power. Uh, and Ben is still... Here's... I'm annoyed that, and it's been... been Like, Ben has been slowly building up, theoretically, to, I think, like, stand yeah. up to Buck. Yeah. And the second Buck's dead, he's like, oh, I miss him. Like, Buck is yeah, immediately... Yeah. Like, oh, Buck like, was a... He, he says to the groundskeeper, he's a better man than you'll ever be, or whatever. Was no, he really? he's a rapist and no. a murderer. You know that for a but fact. But he believed in Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. And, like, with the whole, uh, the whole, like, a couple episodes ago, we had, you know, Ben, and he was like, Ben, who's driving this car? And Ben was like, I am. And he's like, why? Because I believe in you. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, why does he, though? Like, right. why, why does Buck believe in Ben? Or does he not? And he's I just trying to groom him for something. I think he just needs a guy that he can trust to keep his fucking mouth shut. Yeah. And at this point, that's Ben. Ben watched him murder someone and has done nothing about it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Other than occasionally be like, man, Other than bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. He doesn't do Why anything. Why, yeah, he oughta. And yeah, exactly. he doesn't, doesn't do anything uh, he oughta. Exactly. Uh, he, here's my, actually, what I think maybe my favorite part of this whole episode, and that's saying a lot, but I really enjoyed it. Is it where Caleb talks to his grave? No, well, for, that's great. Caleb talks so, to... Because we're at the funeral, I want to point out Miss Coombs is in her finest outfit. <laughs> the series, she's wearing a fucking cloak, and these, like, cat-eye sunglasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it looks like, if you watch American Horror Story Coven, the costumes in that show are, like, the one of the best parts, yeah, and it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah, yeah. on point with that, where it's, like, Southern... All black, yeah, witchy yeah, yeah, yeah. as fuck. <laughs> so good. It's super great. I very much enjoy. Here's something I really like about this scene. Uh, and you had pointed out in the previous episode we were talking about this. Sometimes Caleb's got two forces fighting for him. Yeah. And he goes, fuck you, I'm going my own way. Yeah. And he kind of does that here, but his own way is still evil, and I fucking love it. It's still It's like it's. I think what Buck would want is for Caleb to be like, fuck you, I'm more powerful than you, because that's egotism right. and that's an evil urge, sure. you know, to, like, overpower somebody else, even if it's Buck. And so Buck right. is like, oh, like, Buck doesn't like that somebody's challenging him, but he loves that it's Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, like, like, you're going to have to take over his from grave. It's Caleb fantastic. literally spits on his grave, at, again, at the funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not awesome. later, not, no, like, later that night. There's a moment where he's like, can I have a moment by myself? And then he just, like, walks three feet away from the people he's standing with and spits <laughs> on the man's grave. It's fantastic. <laughs> it goes, wait, I wrote down the line because he says, I can feel you inside of me. I feel stronger than ever. 
and I'm glad you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then he spits. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's like, what the fuck? What does that even mean? Well, here doesn't it, matter. This becomes my favorite. This leads into my favorite scene, which is Caleb getting a ride home from Ben, and Ben's giving them this so talk good. about like, you know, if you ever need anything, I can. I'm there for you. I know that Buck looked out for you, and I'm, I'd like to do the same. And in that moment, before Caleb even does anything, I wrote this note that I was like, man, I really hope Caleb just looks at him and goes, my dad was right, you are a pussy. Which is essentially <laughs> what the fuck he does. Because he just starts calling him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're going to do what I tell you to do, aren't you, Ben? Yeah. He goes like, hey, like Ben's like, I worked for your father for a long time. And he goes, well, Ben, in, in all that time, he ever tell you you did a good job? And right. Ben was like, nope, no, nope, he sure didn't. Yeah. And then Caleb's Caleb like, well, there must be a reason for that. Then, right. huh? You must be real shitty at your job. <laughs> you're going to do what I say, right? He right? Out, he's like, let me see he your gun. He literally gun. goes, let me see your gun. And, ben, and Ben's like, no, I'm not going to. What? Yeah. No, it's crazy. He's like, my dad, let me see his gun. It's fine. Let me see your gun. Yeah. And he's like, no, I, you might, Buck never carried a gun. And he's like, oh, really? And he just opens the, the fucking gun compartment. There's a gun in there. He's like, he kept one close, didn't he? And he fucking cocks it and he puts it in his ribs. He He's cocks like, it. You're very, tell you do, aren't very professional. Like, like, like he, he knows, knows what the fuck exactly to do with how to use yeah. that handgun. And he sticks it in his ribs. And the whole time, Ben's like, "What are you, Caleb? What are you doing? What are yeah, you doing?" Yeah. He's like, and he's just staring him in his face. He's just mean mugging him like yeah. a oh, It's so Caleb mean awesome. mugging is the meanest fucking mug because like it's been such an angelic mug. Yeah. this whole time, mm-hmm. and now like and the now, switch what, to evil, it works perfectly. It's really good. He's a very good evil child yeah. because he's got like a very thin but long eyebrows and um he has like real intense eyes and also this whole time he's wearing formal wear like he's wearing a suit because they were at the funeral and the rest of the episode he's wearing like a button up shirt so he looks like a creepy little american psycho and it's great because one thing that has like really established caleb as a child throughout the series has been again the costume he's always wearing these like big old shirts that he's like clearly supposed to grow into and stuff and like a lot of turtlenecks in some of the upcoming episodes and it's very like he's very childlike he's very goofy looking but now he looks like a tiny like professional killer for sure and yeah and he's fantastic at it Uh uh-huh i'm disappointed okay wait so then then we go to the hospital and there is another new doctor that no who the fuck is dr rita out of nowhere dr rita's no she's the she was one of the nurses she was the nurse in the hold-up episode with artie but no she's the doctor she's a doctor they call her doctor multiple times i thought she was a fucking yeah, I don't know. Okay, it's all anyway, Doctor Nurse Rita, whatever. She clearly was supposed to be a nurse in the episode with Artie, <laughs> right. but now I guess she's a fucking doctor. Okay, great. Uh, she's the only female doctor we've seen in Trinity, sure. by the way. Sure. Um, and she's okay. This is another one of those scenes where it feels like it was written by AI because this is this is the dialogue. Like it's the worst banter I've ever heard. Um, this is her and Bill. Do- Peel. Yeah, Doctor Peel and her are like in an elevator, and Doctor Peel goes. She goes, hey, where you been? And he goes, what's up? And she goes, everything's up, upside down, since Lucas Buck is dead. And I was like, no, 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 Rita, you tried real hard. And to be fair, her delivery is a lot better than any delivery of Billy Peel's lines at any point in the show. show. But it's still, she can't save it. She's like, anyway, what's up? Everything's up, upside down. Did you, okay, I was watching a lot of The Office recently. You ever watched that episode of Threat Level Midnight? Where they watch the movie that Michael Scott made. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly that. It's exactly that, where it's like, it's a weird mashup of every, like, strange zinger and a lot of, like, Sorkinese, like, weird. You know, somebody's (laughs) gotten the idea that to have snappy dialogue, there's a lot of back and forth, but But they they don't don't know how to do it. They don't know how to do it at all. Exactly. So it's really just sort of like people. But like diarrhea of the mouth sort of everything's up upside down like no nobody yeah, says yeah, that yeah. nobody says that at all it's, it's not snappy it's not funny it's not witty anyway no it's just shitty it's, it's all just i just shitty. kept writing threat little midnight throughout this episode <laughs> any any scene that billy peel is in it's just that oh, he's just where he's the given worst. the worst lines and he delivers them kind Poorly. of honestly how they deserve <laughs> yeah i mean fair enough yeah they shouldn't be getting great delivery from that awful fucking right dialogue yeah. Okay, so, uh, oh yeah, so after Caleb uh, holds up Ben with the gun, he fucking tries to shoot him in the ribs, yeah. he pulls the trigger, but the gun's empty, and, it, and then he starts laughing He's and like, going, just, just, fooling, just fooling, and Ben is like, <laughs> <laughs> pissing his pants. Because he's fucking die. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so then, then we're in the hospital, blah, blah, what even happens in the hospital? It doesn't... Uh, basically, we find out that Billy Peel has ordered blood work on right. Lucas. Uh, also, uh, Luke, Billy's boss... Like the head, like the hospital director or, or something, comes by and is like, "Come see me in my office before you." Leave. And we meet his granddaughter. Right, his we granddaughter the, is the there, head, being extremely cute, being very precocious. Yeah, uh huh. And we find, and he like Billy's in some kind of trouble. We don't know why. Right. We come to find out that the head of the du- place is like, "Why did you order all that extra blood work?" 
For a like, corpse. For, for a corpse. He's like, yeah, well, he died under like kind of mysterious circumstances, so we right. kind of look after him. Last time I saw him, he seems he's fine. fine. I come back, he's, he's dead. dead, so we should figure out what's happening. It's like, yeah. we don't do that sort of thing around here. Yeah. Him being the most conspicuously guilty says, person yeah. ever seen. He's like, we don't, uh, we don't have, we can't afford, he says we can't we afford, afford the test we can't afford blood work on a corpse. And it's like, okay, this guy was a very influential member of the community, died mysteriously, was murdered, like was, there was an attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, somebody stabbed him in the fucking forehead with a spike. How much does two blood tests cost? Like, not, really not that much. Really not that much at all. Uh huh. I, I just really enjoyed that. Like, his, he's literally like, he should just be sweating and rubbing his hands. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think we need those blood tests I don't at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just, yeah he's no just, blood work here. He's terrible. Um, we've, <laughs> so, uh, long story short, fucking Buck's not dead. Uh, right, he's opening he his eyes com- in his coffin he has, again. He's, all, he's open in his coffin. He's just kind of awake in the coffin. He briefly he, tries to get out, and then he just stops. He goes like this when he wakes up in the coffin. He goes, ah, here we go. Like, he just doesn't... <laughs> it, it's the most, like, ah, all right, this again. Yeah. Uh, he has a brief conversation with Merle. Yeah. Uh, and basically, there's some... They, there's something good about this kind of show where it's supernatural entirely on its own terms. So, like... They can make up any sort of rules they want as long as it's yeah. the story and mm-hmm. whatever. So, like, we find out in this scene that as long as he's we like, basically, he died and Caleb became him. Took Not on him, his spirit. Took on his, his spirit evil moved into energy. Caleb, basically. And as long as he's sick and until he gets, like, he's weak now from mm-hmm. having died or supposedly died. Yeah. Uh, and until he gets healthy, Caleb's going to keep acting like him, and then eventually, if he gets healthy, Caleb will go back to being himself, right. theoretically. Um, so him and Gail and, uh, and uh, Merle make a, like an arrangement. Mm-hmm. She leads Ben to get like to like get him out of the coffin. I wasn't sure about that. We find like basically Billy Peel is like, yeah. I looked into it, and his lactic acid numbers are off or some shit. Blah, we got to go dig him up. They dig him up. They find him alive. And I love that Buck has just a snappy <laughs> fucking line, like. He, they open the case. And the, he's the got a zinger and ready. He's, he's like, ah, if it ain't the Hardy Boys. He just gets it. Like, it's the first thing. There's no, thank God you saved me. Yeah. There's, There's not even a gasp. He doesn't gasp even like, take a of, deep breath. Oh, thank God, non-coffin air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just immediately talking shit. Oh, if it it's ain't so the great. Hardy Boys. Because it's, it's, it's uh, Billy Peel Billy and Ben. Peel. Yeah. And basically, like... Um, before before that, there's a scene where Merlin is kind of standing on his grave and they're talking. She knows he's kind of alive. Right. And he basically says, like... Help me get out of here, and I will restore Caleb to more like how he was. Right. And so that's why she makes the deal with him. And this is, a, yeah, yeah. it's like, she's a fucking angel, basically, making a deal with the devil. Sure. So, whatever. It's and it's their mythology. She's but, an idiot. Yeah. Like, I don't of understand why anyone work. still continues yeah. to make deals with Bill. Why do you with, trust him? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, and then Merlin appears in Caleb's room. Caleb is hanging out. He says, I smell a ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's very Silence of the Lambs. Um, and he's just like... Fuck you for trying to preach to me all the time and I'm tell me what to do. Shit. I'm yeah, sick yeah. of your sermons. It's good. I'm sick of her sermons too, Caleb. Oh, like yeah. as you were saying, I'm like you're making a lot of sense. Everybody's sick of her sermons. Uh, Caleb goes to oh but oh yeah, Buck and Merlin talk blah blah blah. Caleb goes to Buck's house. He packs a suitcase full of Holy stuff from the boarding house. Fuck. He packs yeah. a suitcase. He walks over to Buck's house. He's like, my now, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, goes yeah, inside yeah, 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 and it's yeah. this creepy old mansion and there's all these busts all over the yeah, place. Yeah. We've seen his house, and then. There's a I, there's a fucking the graduate yeah, shot Robinson, through Miss Coombs' legs yeah, yeah. where she's like oh hello Master Buck yeah she's literally just trying to fuck Caleb she is very strongly coming on to a child it's super creepy it's very creepy because she like, calls him it, Master Buck not- and he she says um. Uh, he says like what if I do this and she goes then I might give you a, a spanking. spanking. Gross. It's really bad, and it's like, look, and then then he starts saying things that I find so adorable. Like, um, he's I like, I guess I could use an adult to drive me around and cook and whatnot. Exactly, that's it's exactly. So perfect. It's like because oh, I kind of, it's like, yeah, this is kind of what a kid would want. That is a child's thinking. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. somebody's got to drive, and I can't, right. I can't pay the bills on those kids <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, I fucking really it's enjoy. Like, I'm that. an all powerful guy with like satanic spirit inside me, but I guess I can't drive. <laughs> he is. But what's great is like she's still trying to like sexy Selena Coombs her way past For some those she's, moments. Yeah. So she, so he'll say she something like that, and she'll like fucking brush his arm and shit. And it's yeah. like, Stop! It's so it's weird. Not yeah. Well, here's the thing: she has established no relationship with him. 
Well, we'll find out in the next few episodes. We'll find out in the next few episodes. There's been a little bit of intimacy, missed, but not that, not enough to like, no, not her, like for her to be able to play the "I just want to take care of you" card. She clearly wants. She tells him that Buck has left him everything—the house, yeah. the money, all that stuff. So she clearly just wants that and the right. power. To come She's very, Buck. very clearly putting herself in a partner position to him and not a mother position. Sure, it is a very sexual way for her to talk to a child, and it is very uncomfortable. And he just. He doesn't seem uncomfortable, but he also doesn't seem into it. You know? No, yeah, yeah. She, he, he seems like he doesn't get it. Which he doesn't is get it. Because he's a kid. Yeah. Like, he doesn't realize she's, try, like, he, she's trying to bang she's him. She's coming on Which him. is good. Like, yeah. she, he shouldn't. He's a mm-hmm. child. But then, it's just, it's just, I kept waiting for Caleb at one point to be like, do you like tuna fish sandwiches? <laughs> yeah. And just, like, start going you on. You make me tuna fish sandwich. It's so creepy. Um, Help me. Yeah, all this is so fucking weird. And then, but then Caleb has a weirdly sexual moment with Gail, with the cousin, where he's yeah. like, where she says something like, um, "You have me," like he's like, "I'm all alone" or whatever. And she's yeah, like, "You yeah. have me," and he's like, "Have you like Buck? Like my father had you or whatever?" Yeah. And it's like that's too on the nose. Yeah, it's very... how do you even know about that? Well, like, oh yeah, at that point he knows about the pregnancy. Miss Coombs tells him Gail is pregnant and it's Buck's, right? And he's like. Feels betrayed, clearly. Yeah, for sure. And he should! Because his dad fucked his cousin. Beyond that, he should feel betrayed from both of them, because Gail's supposed to be keeping him safe from Buck. Meanwhile, she's banging him. She's banging him, and he's dead, so she clearly didn't really, like, do a good job of anything. She also told, like, in the last episode, when she was at the coffin, she's like, I can't can't believe you're gone. I loved you so much. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Last time I saw you, you were trying to jump off a building so you wouldn't have to have his baby. You were going to kill yourself so that you wouldn't have to. That relationship is just fucking crazy. But here's my, so so this is my favorite fucking thing in the world, by far, in this whole episode. And I know I said that previously, but I'm going to say it a bunch. Uh So Caleb tells Gail to bring him. I'm sorry, Caleb tells Selena to bring him Gail. Meanwhile, he's heating a fireplace poker in the fire. Like, he's just heating it up. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to go south. This is going to go real good. She walks in, and there's just, like, evil classical music playing. Yeah. Like, fucking, It's a requiem, and it's like... (laughs) (laughs) But, like... Scariest opera. Scariest opera. Like, I think in the script they wrote, scary opera is playing. But here's my favorite part of it. Because she's like, Gail, so basically, she's Coombs, yelling to yeah. him in the house. And right. he goes, Coombs, Coombs goes to get Gail. She leads Gail to the house. Gail is like, I can't find yeah, I can't around. find Caleb. Where is he? She's walking Coombs around the house. She's walking around. Let me get to this. She's walking around Sorry. the house and she's yelling at Caleb. We don't see Caleb. Yeah. He's just saying, he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, just listening to music. Do you like it? Which means, that's like it was. it's not this just background music. Caleb got to that house yeah. and was like, what creepy opera music can I play? And he's just playing his own he, evil like, theme looked music. looked through Buck's vinyl collection. the rest of the episode. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, just playing his own yeah. evil theme music. It's, and it's also favorite. apparently really loud because Gail like, covers her ears yeah, yeah, when yeah, it yeah, starts. Yeah, it blows. And yeah. then he's like, do you like my music? <laughs> And then, okay, so then he's like, do you like my music? And then she's like, not really. And then he comes down and confronts her about how she's pregnant. And well, then he says, like... Well, here's a weird... There's He has this, like, there's, like, a bassinet with, like, a black oh, yeah, veil yeah. over it. Mm-hmm. And he, she pulls it back, and there's, like, uh, Sarah Paulson's doll from yeah. the beginning of the season. But there's blood on it It's now. covered in blood, and it's broken. And she's he's like, you like my doll? And she's like, <laughs> she goes, no, not really. <laughs> And he's like, why not? Isn't that how they look when they come out before they get all cleaned up and whatnot? And like, I was oh, like, that's okay, kind of true. Kind of yeah. got, got a point. Um, but then there's a second reveal of that doll later, and he's just stabbed a knife in his chest. Mm-hmm. Shit, it's is this symbolic. Show... Ooh, it is boy. a symbol. At one point, he comes out, and he's got the fucking, he's like threatening her that they have to get rid of this baby. Right, he's there. basically telling her, you have to get rid of the baby. He kill holds up the hot fireplace poker to her. I legit thought he was going to fucking give her an abortion with that fireplace poker. He holds it out to her like, hey, you do it, or I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the manner in which he holds it out. And this show is it's so intense. crazy that I legit thought it was just going to happen. Like, I it really thought it was happen. just going to happen. Um, uh, he she, chases her around the house a bunch, which is pretty pretty great. <laughs> Good. Then finally, she, like all, a lot of the doors are locked. She's like wrestling with the doorknob, and he goes, "Someone's at the door." Oh, it's like, perfect. Oh it's yeah, like, right back, right back. Backs, all that stuff is really okay. great. Then she goes into the bathroom. She's hiding. He smashes the door with the fireplace poker. He's just like, knocking on shining mode. One hundred percent shining. Yeah. And then it's like not really working. And then he makes the most blatant tactic switch, just with no subtlety. So he's he's literally smashing the door in with a fireplace poker and then he stops and then he's like 
Gail, help me. You're my only family. I love you. There's and something like, evil out here. He's so but he doesn't help like, me. At least make like a, oh, oh God, what's right. happening to me? Yeah, like yeah, something? Like, there's nothing. I've just, wrestled down the demon briefly, but yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. it's so bad. It, there's nothing. And it's she doesn't like, buy it, thank she God. Buy it. Which I actually, for a second, thought she was going to, and I was like, come yeah. on, Gail, even you're not that stupid. Yeah. And Will, you're very stupid. She's extremely stupid. Uh, but she does play a good move of like, she throws the thing out the window mm-hmm. to make him think that she went out the window so that he could sneak back down out the house. But uh, I love this moment where he, like, she comes running out, but now Buck has arrived. Mm-hmm. And he stops at the bottom of the stairs. She's at the top of the stairs, so she doesn't want to go any further down the stairs. Yeah. He, uh, Caleb, Caleb comes to hit her with the fucking fireplace poker. Doesn't hit her, but knocks her down the stairs. Yeah. And I mean, she I falls like, down the I stairs. Like, Ooh, staircase abortion? Are we yes. classic staircase that abortion? That is exactly. And it's exactly what happens because later right. she's in the hospital. Oh, because we all know uh, the uh, success rate of staircase abortions is 100%. 100%. It's never, it's never failed. Never <laughs> failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I don't even know why we have Planned Parenthood. Yeah. There's staircases everywhere. <laughs> why well, I don't want to say This whole debate could be resolved. <laughs> for sure. Um, we, find, we find out that the old doctor has knowingly buried he knowingly buried buck alive um, yes but he also gave him some shit to make him seem dead right exactly it was all he was trying to kill buck and yeah. he was sick of covering for him he was sick of mm-hmm. the the questionable well, the weird deaths and stuff and yeah. he was tired of it he's gonna kill him but buck shows up and confronts him uh and basically says like well either you kill yourself or i'll kill your granddaughter mm-hmm. um in maybe the darkest moment. He even makes moment. him tie the own, his own noose. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm still weak. You're going to have to tie your own knots. And he's got, he's using his daughter's jump rope. We saw her using oh, earlier yeah. in the episode. His granddaughter's jump rope. Oof. And in maybe the darkest moment of this entire series, the granddaughter I am comes, no longer, like, I no longer wonder why this show got canceled. Because it starts off kind of campy and vaguely Christian. Yeah. And then it gets, I mean, this, this episode ends with evil winning. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that's not CBS. Like, they're uh-huh. not going to stand for that. In maybe the darkest moment of this entire series, the little girl comes back from getting food and is like, Grandpa, Grandpa, where's Grandpa? We know that he's killed himself, essentially. Yeah, he's hung we himself. We assume, but they don't, she, we, yeah. that's been seen. And then she comes back out into the hallway and comes to Billy Peel and the nurse, and she's like, Grandpa's sleeping on the ceiling. Oh, and she's like, and everyone's like, what? And then they go back and she's hung, like... They have see a the child find his her yeah. her grandfather's swinging corpse. Yeah, in the season finale of the show, it's that's fucking dark. It's dark as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and, but mean, like, great. Like, it's kind of great. Is it darker than hey, uh, give yourself an abortion with this hot poker? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but it does actually happen versus the threat so, of it the happening. The threat of it happening, and yeah. also like we are to understand at this point that Caleb is possessed in some way by right. some amount. Of That's evil. true. Yeah, it's not really him. It's just pig acting through yeah. him. Whereas this child, but he works to it. live with this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now this child is just traumatized for life by seeing her grandfather, who she was clearly very close with. If not, like, the primary ward of... Yeah, it's, sure. That's not really clear, but she's definitely close with She's it. very close uh, And, yeah, it's uh, it's very sad. Uh, Buck now comes back to deal with Caleb at the house. Caleb is still playing his own evil theme music, which I absolutely <laughs> so love. Good. It's so... Because I just... It's like, I was, be, I was it's really hoping... It's gotta be vinyl, right? So he's gotta be just, like, flipping the record I know, and, like, attending I was, like, it. hoping halfway through a very tense scene, it would just stop and you'd have to go turn the record over. <laughs> um... Gail, uh, Gail, or it'd be Spotify, and he's just like a commercial. Comes yeah, on a commercial now, comes like, on for, for health insurance, Casper matches, so or some shit. Uh, Gail okay, I, I want to point out Lucas Buck looks hotter undead. He does have like bags under his eyes. And he's shit, kind of like vampy. yeah, he's a little like haggard looking, but like in a hot like Lou Reed way. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're, I've never, I've never been like Gary Cole's hot, but you know, if he. If he did a little heroin, <laughs> I'm not advocating for anything, but... Um, he shows up to take care of Caleb, mm-hmm. basically tells Selena that... Not Selena, tells Merle that, yeah, I know I told you I was going to fix him, but I can't do that. He's, he yeah. goes, at one point, he goes, what am I, Kreskin? Which doesn't make any sense, yeah. I'm pretty sure Kreskin was supposed to just be a mind reader, right. but whatever. Before this, actually, um, there's a scene that I thought was really fucking good. Coombs' best scene before it's it's where uh, Buck is alive. Ben knows oh, he's alive. Yeah, he calls yeah, in Miss Coombs yeah, and yeah, is like, yeah, "Hey, what yeah. the fuck is going on?" And then she basically tells him, "I took Gail to the house because I knew that um, I wanted to get rid of your fucking baby that's right. in Gail, and that's what happened. Uh, there's no more. There's no more baby. Like Gail is, you know, very injured. 
you know, and then she's just like, is like, oops, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> she does that thing. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's, she's real bitchy to him because she's angry that he fucked somebody else and is having a baby with her. Sure. And she, and he slaps her at one point. Like, it's a really good scene. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's yeah, definitely he's, the oh, best scene. And also, Ben's in the room. Ben's at the in time the room and he's just. He slaps her and he kind of cringes, but he doesn't do doesn't anything. Do anything. Because he'll never do anything because he's a giant pussy. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then later and on. And at one point, Kate, Buck is like, you want to slap her this time? And yeah. you can see he kind of does a little bit. Like, he kind of does. He kind of does. Yeah. And he's kind of like, maybe I... No. Uh, it's a really, really good scene. And yeah. then um, then the final scene, basically, is Merlin and uh, and Buck confronting each other. And Caleb is there, too. And this is confront, at his they're, house. They're there to confront... Buck is there to handle Caleb. Yeah. And, like, and essentially kill him. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, Merlin's there to be like, oh, you told me you could fix this. But yeah. clearly he's like, yeah, I don't know And Buck that. is like, yeah, by fix it, I meant kill this child. Yeah, right. He uh, says, get behind me, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, fucking... But what I really love is he, Caleb just goes... I, can't, what, I didn't get the line. Did you get the line right before he stabs him? Because he literally just goes like, oh, shut the hell up. Like, he, it's not even like yeah. a baller line. He's yeah. just like, get out of here. Stupid. He just stabs him <laughs> and fucking... Caleb I, stabs Buck in his stomach uh, with a knife rocks. and a doll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells him to pound sand. It's yeah. pretty great. Uh, but yeah, he takes the doll out of the knife, stabs him in the stomach. Um, then it turns into Merlin. I didn't really understand didn't what that, that was supposed to be. All, I, yeah. I couldn't tell if it was like I think Merlin just, had taken on the form of Buck in order to lure Caleb out, maybe, or Buck had done that, something yeah, like that. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. he's. I think her, but, Buck did it to make because then Merlin appears a second time. Okay, so I okay. think Buck did that to distract Caleb so that he could get behind him. I see. He could yeah, yeah. behind him. And pick him up. And pick basically. him up to go throw him off the yeah. fucking he balcony, he, he which is awesome. He picks him up. They're awesome. on the first floor. He walks up a very long, dramatic staircase and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. holds him over his head for like a full minute. It's a long time. It's and a like, long time. Let's be honest. That kid's got to weigh 75 pounds. Oh, it's yeah. Not a he's, a, he's like a 13-year-old child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it's not good. And also, like, at a certain point, Caleb kind of stops struggling, but is going like, no. And I was like, you're not struggling at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, it's very yeah, dramatic. But, he says, get thee behind me, Caleb. Yeah, he just keeps saying that over and over. It's crazy. really good. And then Merlin's uh, like, and then, no, and Merlin's no. Like, no, I won't let you do this. I won't let you do Merlin's this. Merlin's on the ground floor. Right. And she says, I won't let you do this. I won't let you do this. And Buck's like, I know. And throws fucking Caleb off the side of the balcony. And it's awesome. And he uh, lands on Merlin. He lands on Merlin, who then explodes into a ball of light. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's weird. But in, so, so we are come to understand that so then, Merlin's gone. But she now she's now a part herself. of Caleb. Right, but she has sacrificed her being to save Caleb from dying right. when he falls off In the whatever balcony. capacity she was alive, she has given that life to Caleb. Right. And Caleb is now back to normal. Yeah. He seems pretty normal. And, but, yeah, he's like, at the end, he's like, oh, what's happening? Where, where are yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. He's back to that like, mm-hmm. innocent voice as yeah, opposed yeah. to the evil voice. Right. And Buck is just like, oh, you're fine or whatever. But, he was like, we'll figure out yeah, what's yeah. next. Um, and that's the end. And that's the end. And now, that's supposed to be the end of the season... I'm assuming they kind of, I mean, they're, it's pretty open-ended in that the, we'll see what's next is pretty open-ended. Yeah. But it is also, if they knew they were getting canceled, I a pretty solid wrap-up. Yeah. You get, like, a lot of stuff, like, a lot of interesting stuff happens. The relationships are all kind of wrapped up. Right. Theoretically. A lot of relationships really reach their climax. Like, any sure. tensions that existed are heightened mm, yeah, considerably yeah, yeah. Absolutely. to a point of no return. Where it's like you can't just go to the next episode and go back to your episodic bullshit, right? Which like, is what happens because these were aired out of order, and the next yeah. episode is so slow and boring it's that I was so like, "What boring. the fuck happened?" I was okay. so mad. Is the next episode Potato Boy? Jesus Christ! <laughs> potato, potato Boy. I was so excited for Potato Boy. Potato Boy was supposed to be like the sixth episode that aired, oh. and that makes sense because it is heavy on Merlin, it's very which Merlin. she was much more very prominent Merlin, sure. earlier in the show. And it's Voodoo Lady's back. Voodoo like Lady's the head back. Of the house is back, so that makes and sense. And it's real boring. <laughs> it's fucking real boring. Uh, but I do like the opening. So like Caleb has. But here's the other weird thing. Yeah. It opens with voiceover from Buck. Yeah. I think the first episode had that. And then this one in the and, very beginning. And that is it. And that's it. And then this in like the first maybe half or maybe a yeah. third of the episode. It's weird. And that's it. And it's, I don't understand. This almost felt like a way that they were trying... This episode felt like they were trying to catch people up in a lot of ways. They kind of go to, like, Ben and tell a little bit of what Ben's about. It could have been a pilot. And what Selene is about. It honestly could have been. Yeah, it could have been, like, an alternate pilot because it goes to Ben and we see Ben do some stuff and then he goes... It's not a good pilot, but he's like, here's Ben... Oh, if Ben had committed to his ex-wife, maybe she wouldn't be his ex. You know, like, that kind of... Really just, like, a one-sentence... Like, a log line about every character. Which is why I felt like this would be an episode that would air at, like, episode 12. Yeah. And sort of catch people up on who the characters are and stuff. 
Uh, but it opens with that weird voiceover. And actually, kind of, I feel like that voiceover might have helped the show. Well, I kind of like bit, it. It's yeah. Like, one, Gary Cole's awesome. But, yeah. And even in the voiceover, he's like an evil piece of shit. And it's yeah, he's really mean. Um, but Caleb's doing like these weird rituals that he has before he yeah, goes to yeah. bed. Like as he brushes his teeth, he turns in a circle and says, "So be it." A bunch. He's of doing spells. Weird. Caleb is doing straight up magic. He's like turning pictures around. He doesn't want people looking at him. But I like when the voodoo ladies. Well, I call her the voodoo lady. She's the Ms. magical Holt. negro. Her name is Miss Holt. Holt. Yeah, magical negro voodoo boarding house owner. She says like, uh, she's like, "You have a prank, Caleb," and he's like, "Nah." <laughs> and she's like, "She never." And he's like, "Well, he used to talk to me and." Merlin used to talk to my mom sometimes or whatever, but like you can kind of tell he's like, like our, I'm our dead mom. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, which I really enjoyed. But then, like, then so she him- decides to take him to church. She's not his fucking mom. She also yeah. takes Rose to church, who is the other Rose child who lives in the boarding house. Rose is a weird kid. Rose is weird as fuck. Rose, Rose has got also some lives in the boarding house. Problems. We've seen her before. Sure. She has a mom who lives yeah. in the boarding, boarding house, house with her, but doesn't come to church with them. Right. She's like, yeah. Let yeah. me sleep in, Miss Holt. Take my child to church. Watch my kid. Watch my weird fucking kid. And to, to be fair, the, the only, mom's fucking weird too. The mom's weird too, but Rose's accent is bad enough to rival <laughs> Merlin's. Like, she, it's very, and like, it's okay, she's a child. Sure. Sarah Paulson should know better. But, <laughs> fair enough. The yeah. child's trying. Rose is, uh, Rose is pretty fucking sassy. Uh, later we find uh, Oh, Caleb. so, no, they go to church. Oh, church. She tries yeah, to get Caleb some... to take communion, and as the priest first, is trying to... when he to... walks in, he tries to put his hands in holy water, and suddenly there's just a dead roach in it, and he's yeah. like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm all about that. I love that <laughs> shit. I love that, like, ooh, I can't, it's holy. Yeah, like, yeah, ooh, yeah, I'm yeah, too yeah. satanic. <laughs> it's so good uh, to he me. Tried, he, like... He gets the communion wafer first, and the guy kind of struggles a little bit with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hand, the priest's hand shakes shake. a lot as he's trying to put it in Caleb's mouth. And Caleb has this look on his face like, like what the fuck? Like, like sh- yeah, shaky dude. Like, just give me the damn cracker. And then the guy tries to feed him the wine, the cup of wine, and he can't. His hand shakes too much, and he just spills it all over Caleb. And it's so clearly paint. It, it doesn't look anything wine like wine. I think it's supposed to be blood. I think the it idea is that it's actually turned to blood. You think so? I think so, because it's thick. It's, it's not. Thick. It's clearly not. I mean, they could have just used wine. Right. I was like, this is shitty prop wine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But I mean, it's why would you use prop wine instead of just wine? Right. I think that was supposed to be prop blood. Yeah. Um, and the whole time, like, just looks pissed. And like, he's like, what the got fuck? my shirt, my dirty. shirt? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a great fucking line in uh, in one of the voiceovers here mm-hmm. where Ben, he's talking about Ben and like Ben thinking about what he might have been and mm-hmm. he's looking at these old football trophies of his from when he was a kid or whatever. And it's like, if he had just committed, maybe his wife wouldn't have left him or whatever. If yeah. He, if he had the balls. And then she, and then it's like, it cuts to Selena and he's like, but Miss Coombs, she's got a trophy case full of balls. And she's still what? not happy. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no metaphor there. She's talking about testicles. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I think it's just that she's dominated a lot of men. I think sure, that's the metaphor. Sure, but they, yeah, she's talking about balls. Coombs, he's like, that yeah. is not, there's no longer footballs. Right, right, There's right. no, there's oh, no longer yeah, yeah, the yeah. double entendre of footballs uh, gotcha. and, and male balls. 100%. It is just balls. It's just about yeah, testicles, yeah. Miss yeah. um, Coombs in this episode has a storyline where she is, when we first see her, she's calling somebody on the phone and she's like at least don't hang up before I say happy birthday but then the person that she's I was on the other end hangs up before right. she can say happy birthday and she looks real sad we don't know who it is yet we find out later who it is which is we can it's, say her, it. it's, the it's her daddy it's the priest the, her dad is she goes to see him at one point she's like father please and he's like get out of my church he's really it's angry. such a weird and what's funny is it took me a minute it took me until the reveal of the picture yeah. to realize yeah. that, what was happening right because I was like wait well, aren't you supposed to let like it's, he says, like, it's too late for you and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, Aren't you supposed to... Like, isn't that the whole point of point church? The point of church is, like, it's like, never no, it's too never late, late, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Miss Coombs, Miss Coombs call, she makes this call, she doesn't have her birthday, and the next time we see her, she's showing up at church. Some ladies literally walking out of church call her a tramp and a whore, and I'm like, you're still on church grounds. Like, are yeah, you yeah, not... Yeah, yeah. I know this is the South. Such a whore. Yeah, and, and she goes, such a whore. Miss Coombs flips out it's and actually yells pretty at them. tight it's great she's like what the fuck did you say yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good I'm i like, like too that she's also kind of whorishly dressed for church oh de- she's wearing bright, bright red. red and shit it just seems a little weird yeah um <laughs> she knows her aesthetic so we're missing the major eh, one of the major plot lines in this episode <laughs> well, wait I, before we before okay, we actually okay. get to potato boy i okay. want to also say um this is all the stuff going on in church uh there's a priest he's trying to give caleb communion and doesn't really work right. um Miss Coombs is his daughter who has fallen outside of his grace. Sure. Uh, he won't let her back into church or his life. 
Because also, he shoots up morphine in his office. That's what that is morphine, right? He's just morph- constantly no. shooting up morphine. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. you can see the bottle, and there's right. a label on it that says morphine. So, like, he's basically like, I mean, when she first came to the church and he comes out and he yells at her, I thought he was just really mad because she interrupted his, his dope morphine. session. <laughs> yeah, but then she's like, she says father a bunch, and then we see a picture of her on his desk, and he goes like, oh my poor baby or whatever. Yeah, so it's very yeah, very yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. That happens later on. But yeah, so the priest is also like reaching out to Caleb throughout this episode and saying like, you can come to me if you need anything. Like, I'm here to help you. There's nothing I need and there's nothing I want or need from you. I'm just like, you know, priest, priest spiel. Right, right. Uh, right. And, uh, but then he's also just like doing morphine in his office. Yeah, and also he's not like, so eventually Caleb runs to him for help Mm -hmm. and he's too doped up on morphine to help him. And Caleb's like, I just need help. Please, somebody help me. And honestly, he just cut his hand. He's kind of reacting wildly exaggerated. I don't think it was the cut. I think it was because Buck showed up. Okay. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to the main, the most important part of this episode. The title, the titular character. Character. Uh, Potato Boy. So uh, Boone and Rosie and Caleb are all hanging out. And it's, well, first it's just Caleb and he hears this singing, this like sort of angelic voice singing a hymn. And he's like, what is that? And Rosie's like, what are you yelling about? He's like, what is that noise? Go, oh, that's Potato Boy. Like, it's just, well, common knowledge. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. There's kind of a recurring joke where he hasn't heard of things, and they say, that's because you're a country boy. You're a country boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Which is so cute when Boone says, because you're a country boy. Yeah, yeah. he (laughs) says it in the countryest accent. Who the fuck's a country boy? In a fucking one-horse town. Like, like, because you don't live on Main Street. And Boone is wearing a polo shirt, and it's like, (laughs) he's the fucking country boy. Uh, But Rosie's line is, he's like, who's, what's, like, why does he just sing all the time? And what else does he do? And it's like, oh, because he's deformed. And then uh, she leaves. And then she leaves. That's the end of the conversation. That's the, all come, the explanation that she gets about Potato Boy. We come to find boy. out that the story of Potato Boy is that he was born 30 pounds. He weighed 30 pounds at birth. His, killed his mother when he was born. He Severely was born deformed. With no eyes, big giant claws, uh, which is just played for a joke when we like Boone, like, as the story's being told to yeah, yeah. Caleb, Boone sneaks up with a stick and scares him. But it's and really what I really like is that it's all in good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb immediately starts laughing too. Yeah. And they're just having a good time. Right. And I really, there's, a creepy, that, there's a creepy old house, yeah. and this family apparently lived in it, and now I guess only Potato Boy lives there. I don't, why is he called Potato Boy? Because he looks like a potato. Because he's lumpy like a potato. He's lumpy I don't like know why you, like, why, how are you even questioning it? Did you see him? Right. We see, here's no, what's just, funny, at least to me. But why do they call him Potato I mean, how do they even he, know what he looks like? I, was, I think people in the town had seen okay, him eventually, right. and like they didn't name him Potato Boy. But you know what? Potatoes, ha- potatoes have fucking boy. eyes. That is true. Uh, potato Boy does not have any eyes. Um, but here's what's funny to me, and I think it's actually well done. It's been, it's been done a couple times this episode. It's a very classic trope of there's a story of the guy in that house who's supposed to be scary, and then we find out, oh, he's just misunderstood. Mm-hmm. He's a little misunderstood, but he is also fucking Potato Boy. Yeah. Like, for the first time, the, like, there's a deformed exactly. mutant that lives in that house. He's almost to a T what they describe. Right. He yeah. is just that, and he sings. And people are like, literally, this is Rosie's line, and it's fucking crazy. But why I say her mom is also crazy. Yeah. Is she, oh, yeah. She goes, they're talking about the house, like, oh, that house looks creepy where Potato Boy lives. And Rosie goes, Mama says they ought to burn the house down, spread the ashes, Burn it again, dig up the earth, and dump it in the middle of the ocean. Your mom, your mom's a so, your mom's a psychopath. Your mom's like, crazy. That is just a. Why does your mom hate this innocent uh, this ch- innocent boy so much? It is a it's a it's a bo- a boy who literally only angelically sings throughout the day. Yeah, his the only interaction you have with him no is hearing his melodic voice. He yeah. is blind and in a wheelchair and apparently has no caretakers. Yeah. I have no idea There's what's no, happening in that like house. He, we know his mom is dead for sure. We can presume about his dad, but we never see anyone else in the house. At certain points, we see Potato Boy. Yeah, we, and we see, him, we see him singing. Merlin interacts with him. There's nobody else in the house, apparently. So, like, how the fuck is he alive? He just sits in, like, a bay window and sings all day. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, why does your mom hate him so hate much? Him so much. He did nothing wrong. Um, he does have a very powerful voice because they, it is heard... Throughout that town, it's not that good. He's it's, not that good of a singer, the, but honestly. It's, it's loud. It's very loud. You <laughs> he can sings hear amazing it from grace down the street and like take me to the river. Yeah, 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 and blah blah. My favorite, actually, part of all the interactions with the kids is they're like, "Why?" Is it? Because and Caleb says, "Why does he sing all the time?" And Rosie's response oh, like is so song. great. Rosie goes like, "What else is he gonna do?" The Warrens got no 
TV. And it's like, like the, the scariest, the scariest part, part of the conversation, yeah. like, of the whole story. It's the they best don't have kid in television. And it's such a kid, perfect. It's kid little movie. rascals as fuck. It's yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. I really enjoy. And it. then they all, like they like run away screaming after she says it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where I realize that this episode is clearly out of order because fucking Doctor Matt's back. Right. I was so mad. Like once I figured out what was happening, I was like, all right, at least this makes sense. Mm-hmm. And at least the show isn't like just a fucked up mess of a show. Right. But like he's like kind of in the middle of a breakdown. He's, he's not doing great, which is part like if it aired. In the order in it was the morning, supposed to, it would to. make sense. Yeah, if it aired in the order it was supposed to, this would have been a very consistent character arc that lasted through the season. That was him slowly breaking down to eventually having a breakdown. Right, it's exactly. Like, and it would have been very believable and like True. great. Yeah, instead of what it what we saw, which was like suddenly Doctor Matt has pictures of Buck all around his office with <laughs> yeah. a fucking cross yeah, 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 fire yeah, yeah. on it, and, and then, then he's back then out he's of the mental back, institution, and yeah. then he's having flashbacks, and then he's back again, and so yeah, he's kind of like he's just a really he's very stressed out. And uh, they're having breakfast at the boarding house, and Caleb accidentally spills Dr. Matt's water, and Dr. Matt is real pissed, really over God damn it, Caleb! Did anyone yeah. ever touch your table manners? He just uh, like, loses his mind. No, dude, because yeah. my mom died, <laughs> and then my, my dad, dad was drunk. a piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I live in a boarding house. Yeah. Who the fuck would have taught me table manners? I'm surprised Caleb ever says sir or ma'am. And also, Caleb is the most polite child. So wonderful. The reason he knocked over that milk is because Rosie's little psychopath ass flicked corn at him yeah. and he like ducked out of the way and he knocked over the milk no one mentions Rosie's uh, uh, fucking responsibility in this situation um, there is a weird story going on where ben Selena is, is trying to be you forgot about Ben this is the deep plot of this episode is Ben is in therapy <laughs> Ben we don't even therapy. have to get into it because nothing really happens well here's what happens and it actually at the end it something leads happens. to nothing um, but Ben is in therapy complaining about Buck and how he's continuously manipulating him and he always has to cover up for him. At the end of the episode... Well, part of the way through this, Mm -hmm. like, so he's like, the the therapist tells Ben, I want you to go home and think about the human cost, think about the cost to your personality and your your well-being for always defending Buck. Yeah. And he's like, I'll tell you the cost. I wake up every morning my guts are in knot. Yeah. And I wish, I think about as I shave if I just cut my face so I don't have to go to work. And then I think, what would it be like to cut his face? I was like, yeah, I feel you, Ben. Like, this is such a, like, somebody who hates their job. (laughs) I'm with you 100%. Uh, But but what he does is uh, confess to the therapist that he saw Buck murder Merlin. Mm -hmm. He says it out loud. And then the second he does, it's like, oh. It, like, washes over right. his relief of, like, fuck. Confession. Just, at least I said it. At least yeah. I've got it. I've been able to say it to someone. What happens prior is we see Ben try to give a ticket to somebody, and Buck is like, what are you doing? You don't give a ticket to that guy. That guy's, like, my friend or whatever. Yeah. And after Ben is able to get this off his chest, he goes and gives him tickets, and he, he's like, oh, look at me. I can stand up for myself yeah. or whatever. And the second Buck sees that, he's like, well, I'm going to put it on the top of this shit real fast. He goes to the therapist and threatens him. Because the therapist is a fucking child molester. The first time Buck's one of Buck's secrets is like a real secret. For yeah. the most part, it's usually like, oh, my wife has a gambling problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some whatever thing. It's of kind like, of thing that like most people probably know. You just kind of get not, over yeah. it or whatever. This is like a guy who was fucking kids in a mental hospital somewhere before he yeah. came here. And Buck's like, how about you know we keep each other secret or whatever. The therapist um, is like, oh, yeah. And that really is the end of, like, the only good part of that episode, that episode is the therapist walks into his office expecting Ben, because Ben, like, there's a guy on the couch yeah, yeah, with yeah. A, mas- a magazine covering his face, and then it's just Buck, and it's just a classic Buck. Yeah, it's good. So I really enjoy that. Um, the other story that we're missing, though, and we've touched on it slightly, is Selena is trying to befriend Caleb. But in, like, this is actually maybe my, like, it's boring and stupid, but it's the at least something with Selena that's not just... Her She's, shaking her ass at people. Yeah, that's true. There's it, only some amount of This is of story. actually the first episode where a lot of things happen to Selena and almost none of them have anything to do with Buck. Like, the thing right. with her and the priest, she has a family. Fucking good she to know. She has a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. she finally she has a story that has absolutely nothing to do with Buck. She comes from somewhere. We never find out why her father has rejected her, but at least we find out that she has some relationship with a man that's not Buck. Right. You know? And then uh, uh, she tells yeah. Caleb like there's a conversation where she's telling Caleb like Caleb's grades are not great. He's like I can, she's like I can tutor you or whatever after school. Eventually he shows up at Selena's house with his books for like tutoring, and they have a weird conversation. It's not sexual. She kind of comes on to him a little bit. Really, 
see, I yeah. don't get that. I get like there's like it's a weird line between. I, to me, it's like they're both damaged, and yeah. she is be, she's being inappropriate border like like boundary wise. Yeah, because she's treating him too much like an adult, but not. I didn't get like a sexual way. It just felt like she was like unburdening a lot of her own shit onto this kid, and she, the kid's like, "Can I just cut this watermelon, please?" Like well, I don't know what this is. I about. mean, she puts her hand on his hand. Yeah, and it's like it's a little. I can't. And also, she she does things like. I mean, uh, Buck one hundred percent was like, "You just fucked him, didn't you?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buck but, shows up at a point. Well, so he cuts. His, he's like trying to cut this watermelon. He cuts his hand. She like. Well, they holds, have, yeah. They have this whole like. They have this whole exchange where here's the thing is throughout that scene, like he comes over, she gives him coffee. They kind of talk about that scene is that weird. That's weird. With the coffee is a little yeah. much because it's like she's trying to make him. She's an trying adult. to make him an adult. They talk about schoolwork for a little bit. She talks to him about the Bible a bunch, and then he's like, "You seem really into the Bible." And she was like, "Oh, I like used to teach Sunday school or something." Right. Like it's kind of implied. And then she's like, "Oh, you want a snack? I got this." Gigantic watermelon. It is an extremely large it is watermelon. A bit, it's not. It's not watermelon shaped. It's no, like narrow it's like on one side and fat on the other. Yeah. It's like we. It's like a squash. It's real. And she lets shaped. him cut it, which is wrong. Like he cuts the fuck out of his hand. Yeah. Um. And she's like, hold. Like he's like, oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And yeah. she's like holding him. She's like, oh, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. She sits him on her lap. She's like, cry if you want. And then yeah. she starts. And then she crying. breaks down crying. And then he's kind of holding her. And like that's just really inappropriate. But it never. Yeah. It was never. That didn't seem sexual. It's not sexual. It's definitely. Like considering she's his teacher, very inappropriate. It's wildly inappropriate yeah. in, the, in like a boundary sense of like you're yeah. the adult. Stop like don't burden your right. child with this. You're but not it, his mom. But like yeah. Buck walks in, fucking is like, what the fuck's going on here? He's yeah. sucking his dick. Like it's like yeah. his reaction is insane. Yeah, he literally says like, oh, I'm sure it was good for him too. A boy never forgets his first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Whoa, dude. Like, dude, like, like what you walked in on was her crying. Yeah. So why that equals Twist sex that to nice. you? I don't know, but yeah. okay. Um, and then basically what we find is like Merle is really into Potato Boy. Not again, Merle is just obsessed with Potato Boy. He's like such an innocent spirit, and then she kind of helps him die. Basically, Potato Boy dies kind of like at some amount of peace. Caleb witnesses that. Yeah, like walks in another death. Caleb has to be around for. Uh, and Potato Boy's like, I can see you, but he doesn't have any eyes. Right. Which I guess means something. So I think it just means he's come out of his body. He's like having an out-of-body yeah, experience yeah, yeah, where he can yeah, see yeah. Caleb and he can probably also see himself or whatever. But it's really like the story of Potato Boy does not have a clear message. There's no real message other than the fact like sometimes people are porn deformed, everyone will hate <laughs> them, and then they die. That's the whole arc of Potato Boy. I think it's Boy. about wanting to be holy because like when, when Miss Coombs is holding Caleb and he's cut his finger and he's crying... She says, oh, here's a song my daddy used to sing me whenever I got hurt. And the song is, it goes, Lord, I want to be more holy, something, something. But that's the gist of the song. And I think it's about, like, wanting to be pure. And then um, there's also just one scene. This is, Dr. Matt doesn't really have a storyline, but he does have this one scene where he goes to confession. He goes to confession. Yeah, he has a meltdown. He goes to confession. The priest uses his name. He goes, I thought this was supposed to be anonymous. Storms out. They kind of talk in the middle of the church. It's empty. Um, and he's, he talks about how much, he's like, you ever like feel betrayed by somebody and really hate them and they say they're going to change and they don't and you just hate them so much and you think about them dying all the time and the priest is like, you're a, you're a healer, you're a doctor, like how can you hate somebody with such, how can you hate another man with such conviction? And he right. goes, who's anything about another man? And it's like, oh shit, Dr. Matt really he hates, hates himself, himself. Right. for having killed his wife and child. Sure. You know, which makes sense. reasonable. Yeah. He tries to make amends with Caleb. Which is a very boring scene. Yeah, like he we don't like, need to get yeah, into like it. oh, how school, how's hospital, whatever. It's it's this episode. Honestly, like I, if it had come in the middle of the season, I'd be like, ah, right, it's some fucking just another week. fucking yeah. But as like following what should have been a season finale, this it's is the so, worst fucking most the boring blandest. episode in the world. My last two notes on this are: Merlin takes Potato Boy to heaven. He got no eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't. I didn't care about this episode. It was a boring mess. It, no, nobody progressed. Nobody. Re- Caleb I mean, didn't really learn anything. I feel like a lot of characters were deepened, honestly. And like, if it had come in the middle I would of say, the season, I would it would have been. I would say Selena was deepened, and I would say maybe Matt. Yes. I know nothing about Ben. I know nothing new about Ben. Ben, apparently, what this I know is... about Ben is even once he has confessed his sins and he now doesn't feel that burden anymore, he will just go back to being a sycophant. Like, it doesn't mean anything to I him. think that's kind of the point of Ben. And, like, this was, consider this was supposed to be, like, episode six or eight, something like that. Like, this is before Ben has all of his whole, like, this is before he ever really confronts 
book yeah. about anything. Okay. And so it's like, I think it's the the first time where it was supposed to have aired, it's the first time that we see it, like how conflicted Ben is. There is one great moment where, uh, a, a great Caleb Kidd moment where yeah. he confuses a mentor for a minotaur, which I really enjoyed. Because Buck is like, you know what a mentor is? He's like, half man, half beast. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. It's such a stupid moment, but it made yeah. me laugh. Half um, beast. Oh, and he, there's one point where he's, he's talking to Miss Coombs and she says, like, I want to help you, meaning with your schoolwork. And he, go, and he talks about how, like, everybody's always trying to help him because of his incredible accent. It sounds like help. Like, he's like, you're trying help. to help me. When it, when everybody's trying to help me, you kind of feel a little helpless. <laughs> like, you, this accent is just so, makes me so happy every time I hear it. And it's so, it's real. It's super real because, like, he has caught on to be an he adult straight actor up and things, from Alabama. And that fucking accent has never changed. It's not gone away. It might have got, gotten thicker, honestly. It's fucking aggressive. Um, that being said, the season finale was fantastic. Season finale was been. amazing. We're going to be covering the next three episodes in a minute, which are some we'll degrees of weird quick. and fucking whatever yeah. to another. We'll get through them pretty relatively quickly. I would say if, if we had watched them in the order that they were supposed to have aired, I would have been... I, I, I do feel knowing it was supposed to be the season finale. I'm like, that was a great season finale. Sure. Like, I think they knew they were going to get canceled. 100%. And I think that they really, like, handled it well. It was just like... It was what the show was supposed to be, which is scary opera yeah, 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 in yeah, a yeah. gothic mansion. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a, yeah, 100%. It was just dark shadows. Yeah. It was like a, th- <laughs> yes. a southern dark shadow. Exactly. Southern and dark I, shadows. It's exactly what it should have been. Uh, anything to plug? Nah. Yeah, we know how this is. Uh, HeySarJune.com. for and videos, shows, etc. At HeySarJune on Twitter. Yes. At Chris Cubis on Twitter. At Cancelled Pod on Twitter. We're on Stitcher and uh, fucking SoundCloud Stitcher and rules. iTunes. Uh, to keep an eye out. There might be some other announcements coming out about the show soon. We'll find out in the next couple of weeks or so. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That really helps us. If you like the show, please do those things. And uh, we are going to cover the final three episodes of American Gothic. According to Hulu. According to Hulu, which is going to be the story of my life. It's just according. <laughs> the name of my autobiography is According to Hulu. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.